Welcome to Managing Projects, the podcast for project managers in search of trends and insights. Join us as our guests dig deep into the thought-provoking topics that matter most to project management professionals. You can find all the episodes at managingprojects.ca. And now, here's your host, Ron Smith. Cole Charon is the Senior Director of Research for Application Development Portfolio Management with Infotech Research Group. He is also the VP of Mentoring with the Toronto IIBA. So, without further ado, let's get on to the interview. Welcome, Cole. Hello, Ron. How are you? Pleasure to speak to you today. Pleasure to speak to you. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. And you're going to be speaking at Project World and BA World. So your second topic that you're going to present on is stop writing user stories and start doing analysis. Right. One of the things that I've seen with agile implementations is they can often go off the rails if they lack discipline. So one of the most common things I hear is there's no requirements in agile. Although if you go to the uh, product owner page on uh, the scrum.org site, you'll find that the, the backlog that the product owner manages is a backlog of requirements. There's still this uh, bias towards not writing things down. And a lot of companies try to get by with just maintaining a list of user stories. Problem with that is a user story isn't a requirement. It's not even a full design. As uh, Alistair Coburn, the fellow who invented user stories, said, it's a placeholder for, the, for a conversation. And the most important thing to happen in that conversation is a series of questions that identify things like the requirements and the business needs and the value you expect to get out of this. And so all of those uh, aspects of the conversation are things that get captured by a team or should get captured by a team more appropriately as they go through the agile analysis lifecycle. And much like the challenge with uh, documentation we just spoke about, how do you manage and maintain that? They're the valuable knowledge artifacts. That user story is actually disposable at the end of a sprint. And it, well, it should be because you might have a similar user, user story or a, a different perspective on the same user story come up again and again. But the requirements and the design that go with it are those valuable knowledge artifacts. And so having a disciplined practice around your agile teams where they analyze what they're doing using the user story as only a placeholder for that, right, which is what it really should be, that gives them the ability to do better analysis and deliver better solutions. As Boston Consulting uh, recently commented, the biggest project failures they've seen have been with immature agile implementations with a little or poor knowledge of requirements. And so certainly this, again, for business analysts and for project managers who want to manage successful uh, initiatives, you need to do a disciplined job in an agile environment of doing that business analysis work to understand what you really need to be delivering and the value it brings. Hey, this is Ron. I've been an Audible member for a long time. I'm taking a short break from the interview to let you know how you can support the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. I want to take some recommendations from Mike Hayes, who spoke to us in episode four. He had recommended a bunch of books, and I'm going to start passing along that recommendation from him to you. The first one is called The Advantage by Patrick Lencioni. So in this one, Patrick talks about the concept of who's your number one team. You can download this week's recommendation or pick another audiobook for free and support this podcast all at the same time. 
by visiting managingprojects.ca forward slash audible. That's managingprojects.ca forward slash audible. Now let's get back to this interview. So uh, in terms of notables, some of the services that you offer, you have a one-day intensive session. Could you tell us a little bit about what you do with the company there? Uh, yeah, so this is something I, I've offered uh, as a, uh, on the side, and I've taught training courses around agile analysis. So for instance, if organizations are looking to build out their business modeling capability, uh, I come out and teach them not only how to do business process modeling, but how to do business process modeling in the context of a agile team, which is very different than you would do traditional business process modeling, right? You don't want to go away and spend two years documenting all the processes of your organization because by the time you're done, they'll have all changed and you can just throw all that work in the garbage. So <laughs> the, the goal is to teach analysts not just the discipline skills of visual modeling, which help them deliver better work, but also to show them how to do that in an agile context so they don't become a barrier to delivery. Because that's very quickly where the, an analyst can get into trouble because they're agile. Uh, people are ready to start developing code. And if they're going to go away for six months and write requirements, it's not going to help. So you've got to work differently in that environment. And modeling is a key part of it. Interesting. So do you have any favorite tools that you're working with? Uh, tons of them. I love, uh, I think there's really seven types of models that everybody should know how to do. They need to know how to do context modeling because that's a great way to get from an, a stated business goal to understanding what the stakeholders really need to implement as part of a project. I think business process modeling provides that next level of detail that's really critical for understanding how a solution needs to work, particularly in a regulated environment where you have to understand where non-functionals and regulatory rules all come together to influence how you build your solution. Another area is around UI mockups. Good, good agile practices all over have been using them for years. It's a good tool for every analyst to know how to use because you want to show people what screens look like because it helps them get a better sense of what you're going to build. Uh, in the, on the more detailed side, data models, data flow diagrams, uh, uh, state diagrams, and, con and, uh, sorry, and sequence diagrams are all really essential to blow out that context around a user story. And so the trick is to use these tools at the right time and the right place as you're elaborating your user stories to uh, build the right solution. Well, that's great, Cole. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you, to reach you if they wanted to ask you a question? Do you have a website or an email you'd like to share? Uh, certainly. They can reach out to me through the infotech.com website. My analyst bio and a contact information is available there. Fantastic. Well, the clock is ticking. Very good. Because uh, this whole show is starting in um, about a week's time. Well, I'm looking forward <laughs> to being there. So uh, good times, and I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Managing Projects podcast. Find show notes and more at managingprojects.ca and follow us on Twitter at manage underscore P-R-O-J. If you enjoy the show, help us out by recommending it to a friend or leaving a review on iTunes. Talk to you next time.